We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Discussing copycat birthday treasures and other adventures, we're in show Obi Wan, and we are reviewing the films Jojo Roska's Dune and Mom's Night Out and Million Dollar Arm. So right now we're speaking with Morgan and Jeremy about copycat birthday treasures and other adventures. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, Morgan? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. And Jeremy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> I have not seen this film, and so I am very excited to see what you guys have to think about it. So, Morgan, what do you have to say about this film, like what you liked about it? I liked this film because the animation was um, really cute, colorful, and it was really bright. Also, there are seven episodes in this, so you can be able to really enjoy each episode. And the intro song, you will love. You will just want to dance to it. Yes, yes, I will quote you on that. I will watch it, and I will quote you on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, Jeremy, can you please tell us what Poppycat is about? It is about, well, it is a collection of seven animated films for preschoolers. It's based on the best-selling books by Laura Jones. In the main episode, Poppycat is celebrating her birthday. She gets a lot of presents including a treasure map and puppy cat and their friends journey to the mystery jungle to try and find the treasure. That sounds very interesting. I've always been, like, I guess drawn towards, like, like very simple plots. I feel like simple plots are the best because you can do so much with simple plots because you can expand them so much. And, Morgan, you said that this had episodes. Did the episodes flow into one, in, into one another good? I, well, yes. But they didn't flow. They always had, like, they always gave the credits. Then they would tell the next one, and it kept on going like that. Oh, well, did the storyline flow? Like, did the episode oh, one yes. go the episode two? Oh, yes, the storyline did flow, yes. It did. That's good. It's it's not great to have a one episode, and the next episode, you totally not know what's going on. So yeah. I'm glad it flowed. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. um. Go ahead. The little girl always tells, like, what's happening at the beginning. Like, they decide they want to have an adventure, you know, all of that. And so she tells what's going on. She's, like, the narrator. 
I love when they do that because it's like they're thinking of us. They're like, I don't want them to be confused, so I'm going to do this. They're reading our mind, Morgan. They're reading our mind. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not, that's actually not good, but it's good that they actually do that. Yes, yes, yes. Jeremy, how is the voice actors because this is an animation? Or how are the voice actors and the actors? It was great. I liked the sound. It came out perfectly. It didn't blur together. It sounded great. And Morgan? Um, it did really sound great. I mean, all the actors did a wonderful job playing all the parts. Um, especially Alma, because she's a little white bunny. And she actually has the most adorable southern accent. I love Southern accents. See, I live in the South, and I've lived in the South for 14 years of my life, which is my entire life, and people say I don't have a Southern accent, so, but I love Southern accents. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. They're really good. They have this strong, strong presence about them. (laughs) Jeremy, how about some of the adventures? Because she goes on adventures to find the treasure, and how are they? She goes to Achieve Mountain, and... She goes to this new planet with marshmallow mines, and there's a lot of adventures. That's a few. I love marshmallows. I think marshmallows are one of my favorite things. (laughs) Me too. Yes, we have something in common. (laughs) Morgan, (laughs) how is the artwork of the characters? The artwork was okay. Um, it's, it's okay for preschoolers, you know, it's, um, cute, but what makes, the animation was not very overly done. It, it is good for younger kids, though, but the older ones will like the dialogue and different, the different adventures. And what I love about the clever writing is when you think something is going to happen, you know what's going to happen, they always come up with a surprise for you. See, surprises are good. They are. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are discussing Poppycat Birthday Treasures and Other Adventures, Rancho Obi-Wan, and we are reviewing the films Jodorowsky's Dune, Mom's Night Out, and Million Dollar Arms. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jeremy and Morgan about poppycat birthday treasures and other adventures and we were just speaking about surprises and how great they were and how we all love surprises don't we all (laughs) yes 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 we do jeremy was there any humor in this film yes there was a lot of humor to me and how was it well i was laughing pretty loud (laughs) (laughs) laughing is awesome (laughs) and morgan how about the music because you know i love music the music is actually the music is actually a bit catchy, you know. It's um, a bit quirky, and everybody will like it. I think a lot of people will like the music because yes. it will just make you dance. I mean, you just want to go up, snap your fingers, and just want to dance. And who does not love to dance? <laughs> I know, right? It's like who doesn't love to dance? Yes, I also love catchy songs because I like making songs to like study for like history homework. <laughs> Because I need a catchy song to remember all the stuff that she teaches us. Jeremy, True. <laughs> Jeremy, is there anything that you'd like to add or take away from this film? Or was it absolutely perfect? Well, 
it's fine to me, and I really like. It's really good, and I don't think anything should be added to it. Well, that's good. <laughs> and Morgan, tell us about your favorite scene. My favorite, well, my favorite episode <laughs> was Bad Robot because there was space karate. Who's ever heard of that? Who's ever heard of space karate? The missing remote control, everybody can relate to. And I loved the rocket ship um, because you get to see stars in outer space. And that's just amazing. It's not every single day you get to go on a spaceship and see that. Yes. <laughs> I And the robot and... dance. The robot dance was so funny. Oh, robot. little dance, yeah. <laughs> if we were robots, I would like to dance with you, Morgan. Aww. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, you we would be like, so what, what, what? <laughs> so, Jeremy, are there any morals or messages? I mean, this was an episode, so it was kind of hard to, like, fit it together. But did you find any messages in one of the episodes or through the whole thing? Yes, at the end of each episode, it taught a little bit about teamwork and friendship. Well, that's always good. Because yeah. I, I feel like you couldn't, a lot of people couldn't do what they do without like relying on someone and and being trustworthy to someone and having trust so I think teamwork and friendship is a great message I, I definitely agree because with a good group of friends you can solve anything and they never give up they never do and they also put heart into it they always make sure that they find a way to solve a problem yes teamwork Woo. <laughs> yes <laughs> And Morgan. Oh, go. Morgan, how many stars did you give this? I would give this um, four and a half twinkling stars. <laughs> and why is that? Why is that? Because it was good for the younger kids. There's a bit dial. There's a dialogue that other people like, and the songs. Yes, I the just, songs are amazing. And and the positive messages that it gives. Yes, I absolutely agree with you on that. Jeremy, what is the age range? Because you did say it was great for preschoolers, but you think that a little bit older could also like it as well? I think two to five, especially young children, like animals, music, and bright colors. Well, that's good. I love bright colors because bright colors are amazing. Just to put that out there. Morgan, who is your favorite character? My favorite character was Alma because she's an adorable white little bunny. And as I said earlier, she does have the most cute accent. The southern mm -hmm. accent is just yes. to die for. See, if I saw a bunny with a southern accent, I would take a picture and I would do a video and I would send it to you. And I say, see, bunnies with southern accents are real. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. I would snag it and show it to real life. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and the mouse, the ma Mo, who was the mouse, he was very cute. He was very cute. I always, I always like the animals, like small animals and even like big ferocious ones. I feel like every yeah. animal has this sort of like cuteness to them. It's like you're big and tough, but you're so cute. <laughs> I know, right? Some of yes. them are just so adorable, so fuzzy and like all of that. You just want to hug them just so much. Ferocious. Yes, they're, they're ferocious. ferocious. And you, you guys have to remember that. You just can't 
hug a lion. Don't do that. That is wrong. <laughs> Don't do that to a bear either. <laughs> well, Morgan and yes, yes, yes. Well, Morgan and Jeremy, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Poppycat birthday treasures and other adventures. Thank it you for letting pleasure. me be here. <laughs> it was a pleasure thank to speak to both us. of you. Thank you for letting us do it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It's available on DVD, so please check it out because these two lovely film critics just said it was awesome. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Cuba Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we have another fun show for you today. We, will be t- we already talked about Poppy Cat Happy Birthday and other adventures. And we'll also be talking about the films Jodorowsky's Dune. Rancho Obi-Wan at Mom's Side Out and Million Dollar Arm. Right now, I'm talking with my good friend Jerry on Jodorowsky's Dune. 
How are you? Are you having a great spring break? Well, not spring break, but having a good spring, Jerry. I'm having a very good spring, almost to be summer. Almost to be summer, and that's always going to be great with the temperatures down here. So yes, it is. So can you tell us a little bit about this amazing documentary? Well, pretty much Zorowski's Doom, it's pretty much about a very, very, very famous French director who uh, was very famous. He made some pretty amazing zing films, and he wanted to make a film based off what he thought was the basis of sci-fi, the most famous sci-fi, pretty much the god of sci-fi, a book called Doom. And you pre pretty much join him on this journey, and he talks about it in this documentary. And sadly, all ended up to fail at the film, but it came out with a bigger meaning than he expected. Wow. So I, I looked up a lot of research about this film, and it fascinates me, and I'd love to check it out. So, Jerry, you want to be a director one day. So was there any, like, tips or insights you found in this film? You know, what I definitely saw is that during directing, you you can kind of mess up a lot of projects and they will completely disappear just like that in a snap of a finger, which is exactly what happened with this. And he was positive about it. He was completely calm. He was smiling and he was very calm and he was okay that the project failed. He said something like, I'm sorry if I didn't quote this correctly, but some some things you work with, but some things you have to just let go. Wow. And that's a good director right there. And, and always to find that it, it's not failure. I just found a reason not how to not make a film, but there was an, always going to be another reason for it. Hope I don't know if that made sense, but okay. Uh, so do you feel like this film showed the actual struggle or maybe even success that Jodorowsky's was trying to make this film? You know, it definitely did because it really put you into his spot talking about how you how he went through all this trouble, uh, screamed at a lot of people, traveled all over U.S. and rest of the world just to get this cast. And you join him on this journey. It's just like, wow, he must be really upset, but he's not. And it was really it was just an inspirational story. And how inspirational would it say? Like, would you say it's like you want to go out and actually maybe study his techniques and maybe go and make a film like this? What, what I pretty much mean by inspirational pretty much means that he worked so hard and he was happy with his work. And even if it nothing ever happens, because even though he never published a film, he made a book with all the costumes that was going to come in there, all the camera shots, and he was proud enough to have that book. It was pretty much the film and book version. Wow. And do you feel like this film could still be made, or do you think it even should be made? You know, they tried to make it. They actually did make it. They talk about this if you watch the documentary, but they did try to make Dunes, and sadly, it kind of failed. And I don't think that, honestly, somebody should remake Dunes because it's one of those books that should, it's so great. It's just such a great book for sci-fi fans that it should not be made into a documentary or a film with the chance of being ruined. Wow. So some things just must be left unheard of or made. Yes.
So what did you find that was most fascinating about what Jodorowsky was going to put in this film? What it was most fascinating was really the cast, because all cast he picked very, very carefully. It wasn't just like, oh, this guy's famous, let's get him in here. And it was also the 1970s. So if you read Dune, you know that 1970s animation, special animations, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and also another thing, he, the shots he wanted was practically impossible. So it was kind of difficult and... I thought it was just so interesting that he worked so hard looking for all these specific people that he found from movies that he thought was so good and so great. And he talked to them and he got them on board. Well, we must have a silver tongue because he got Orson Welles to be in this film. So that takes a lot of guts right there. It does. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we're talking about the films Poppycat, Happy Birthday, and Other Adventures. We're also talking about the films Rancho Obi-Wan, Mom's Night Out, and Million Dollar Arm. Right here I'm talking with Jerry on Jodorowsky's Dune. Now we were talking about how this film really shouldn't be made because we don't want, because the book itself is already amazing enough that we don't want it to be ruined. And how he found the actors that he got to be fascinating. So what do you, what other people did, was in this documentary besides Jodorowsky? You know, some, there, there was a bit of the cast that was uh, still alive. Sadly, some did pass away, but um, some of them were still around and they could talk about the film and their experiences with Jodorowsky. And I thought that was pretty cool that it wasn't just Jodorowsky, which would kind of be boring, but it was the rest of the cast, so you can see, like, a side put, like, not just from Jodorowsky, but from someone else. Oh, and wow. They, and they also had voice recordings of, sadly, some of the people that passed away by then, by the time the documentary was made, which was pretty cool and smart as well. Hmm. And what would you say, like, the your favorite person you heard about his, his or her experience with Jodorowsky? Um, I honestly have to say I really didn't have a favorite because there are just so many of them. And if I had to choose one of them, I would honestly just choose Jodorowsky, but (laughs) they were all pretty good. And you could, you would see them a couple times in the movie and then it'll move on to the next person, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, what do you say the age range for this film would be? You know, there really isn't that much about it since really all they did, they didn't, they couldn't show any of the film because it was never made. But uh, what they did is pretty much they like animated the writings of what it was going to look like so you could see. But there is a couple of clips that was a bit, well, more adult-like, especially when they were looking at Jodorowsky's previous, previous films were definitely adult films. So uh, I give an age rating of 10 to 11 to 18, I would say. 10 to 11 to 18. Good. So what do you think, who does this film target to? Just people want to be in film or just a general audience? You know, I would definitely say that the this film targets to sci-fi fans, honestly, because this yeah. was supposed to be the most spectacular, the most surprising, the <laughs> most 
complete out of the mind super sci-fi sci-fi film and it was never made and i think it'll really interest people that love movies sci-fi fans book fans i think it'll just really interest everybody yeah the film that was never made this sounds so fascinating i gotta really check this film out because i want to see how jodorowsky works and is there anything that you would change or would you just leave it as it is you know, I would leave it as it is. The camera shots were very interesting. In documentaries, you know, they're very straight and just get the points on form, right? Yes. On this one, it was completely different. Pretty mm. much, it made it view as if you were a person looking at whoever is talking. So if you're looking at Jodorowsky and Jodorowsky's picking up his cat, the camera kind of like looked down at the cat and then looked down back at Jodorowsky. And it was just so cool because it made it feel like you were right there, not watching a film. Huh. So it felt more natural. It did, and it was more comforting and homey. Hmm. Well, speaking about Jodorowsky, does this film just talk about his professional life, or does it talk about his personal? It doesn't talk really much of his personal life. It's more okay. about Dunes. Honestly, you don't hear much about his um his personal life, if any, because it's more about dudes and nobody really was interested about Jodorowsky's personal life. And I don't really think Jodorowsky want to talk about it because this film is about dudes and about the project that was never made. Well, on that note, I have to say, say thank you, Jay, for talking about Jodorowsky's Dune. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this inspirational film. I have to check it out. And if you want to, um, it's in theaters on March 28th, so now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keith Sleep. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking to Jerry about Jodorowsky's Doom. We are discussing Rancho Obi-Wan. We are reviewing the films Mom's Night Out and Million Dollar Arm. So right now we are speaking with Jerry about Rancho Obi-Wan. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing amazing, Zing. (laughs) So can you please tell us about Rancho Obi-Wan? Well, Rancho Obi-Wan, it's pretty much a, well, it's pretty much a place located a bit more north of San Francisco, and it's this, it's the world's biggest Star Wars collection, and the place used to be a big egg ranch, so they converted it into a gigantic museum where the owner, Steven Sansweet, collects uh, Star Wars memorabilia and puts them on display for everybody to see. He has now over 300,000 items. Wow. See, I I love Star Wars and Star Trek, but I think I'm a little bit more on the Star Trek. Don't tell anyone, (laughs) even though we're on the radio show, but it's it's a secret. (laughs) What interesting things did they have there? Because this seems very, very interesting. Some of the uh, coolest things they have there, if you don't know, um, pretty much you know lightsabers, they yes. pretty much had uh, the actual props, and then they had practice lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had Darth Vader's practice lightsaber. I think it's Darth Vader's. And it was pretty cool. You can hold it, take a picture with it. And he also, the Millennium Falcon, since they actually did build a Millennium Falcon, he had parts of the Millennium Falcon. And it was pretty cool seeing the parts of the actual spaceship and it was just really fantastic. Also, that he had some pretty funny Japanese toys as well. Wow. I, I love when they make a film or, or a classic, or not even a film, just a TV show or, or anything really connected to that. And then as the years pass, they collect all the things from like the set and the film. And it's like later, later on in the years you come back to it and it's like, wow, this is in the museum and I have this and that's over there. And it's like, it's all spread apart, but it's still all from the same thing. So I think that's what really intrigues me about this. Was there anything that was really interactive there? You know, they, I'm not going to spoil anything. I am not going to spoil anything (laughs) because you guys have to see this, but there was some pretty interactive stuff and 
you there is some pretty amazing zing stuff mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna spoil, but everybody should see if they know one thing about Star Wars. Yes, yes, yes. I will bring everyone I know that loves Star Wars, and we will take a trip there, and we will meet you, and we will go to this. Okay, that's a deal. Okay, you should yes. go through that. Yes. <laughs> How about the movie props from Star Wars film? You say you saw the lightsabers. That's one of the things. Did you see any other things? I saw a couple of other things. I, if you know anything about Star Wars, uh, the door that Luke uses to his little Tatooine to the t- little Tatooine bar. It's also there, and there's a couple of other ones, like, for example, the Millennium Falcon. There's mm-hmm. some models, and there's some original books they used. So there's a lot of, well, yeah. co- there's a lot of things they use from the movies. It's like a, it's like for Star Wars fans, it's like a candy store for a child. Ha, brooch. <laughs> that is actually a very good example. See, thank you. Thank you. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Are you a fan of Star Wars? Because I have to ask this. Like, if you if you are a fan, how big of a fan are you? I'm a pretty big fan. I have, like, five or six posters hung in my room. Uh, I loved Star Wars. I don't have that much memorabilia. I sure don't have 300,000, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a couple... I have some Star Wars memorabilia, and I cannot wait until the new Star Wars films comes out in 2015, which I am very excited for. Yes, I, my science teacher is like a huge fan of Star Wars, so I will definitely tell him about this, and he'll probably be like, class dismissed because I'm going to California. (laughs) I'll see him here. Yes, so you escort him to that. (laughs) You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopeviton. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids, and today we are discussing Renko Obi-Wan, and we are reviewing the films Mom's Night Out and A Million Dollar Arm. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Rancho Obi-Wan, and we were just talking about how much my science teacher loves Star Wars. (laughs) Were you able to get any memorabilia while you were there? See, memorabilia is a hard word. (laughs) You know, it is, luckily, none of his stuff is for sale, which I'm kind of glad, because people can mess that stuff up and sell, and sell them, and it's just horrible what some people do to Star yeah. Wars stuff, but uh, he does not sell anything. He did have a small gift shop, and um, and I did not get anything, sadly. Oh, <clears throat> I had to is. go, I had to go for a reason, but uh, he does have some uh, gift shop for, you know, the star for Rancho Obi-Wan hats and all of that. And he did give away since it was May the 4th. He did have little, like, uh, gift bags, which had some Star Wars stuff in it. Oh, did you get a gift bag? I did get a gift bag. See? Yay, you came home with something. Hooray! <laughs> I had the memories. The, the memories is the only thing that really counts. Yeah, the memories is what counts, bro. So tell us about your favorite part, because I know you have one. My favorite part, let's see, my favorite part is run one right when you walk into one of, of the three main rooms, he kind of organized it in three main rooms, and the first, right when you walk in to the first main room, first there's a gigantic Darth Vader, and then uh, if you go kind of to the side, the the band that was in the Tatooine bar that played always is kind of like a signature thing for Star Wars. Oh. The He actually has like this robotic setup, so they actually start playing. Oh, 
that's cool. And I thought that was really funny, so you can just, like, jiggle to it and just have jiggle. some fun. <laughs> yes, I'm going to start is... using that word, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> so, okay, I know this is not a film, but if it was a film, how would you rate your experience out of five stars? Five out of five stars. And I already know why, but tell us why. I would rate it five out of five stars because they have good customer service. They have a really fun exhibit, and it's just a really fun time. And at the end, uh, it's really fun. They do have some fun activities, and it's just a really, really good museum. It's like a boy's dream of a museum. Oh. See, if I went to a museum, I went to a museum in Philadelphia, and it's called the Please Touch Museum, and I made paper, and I see that feeling that I have there, I'm connecting with you. So we both went to a museum. I just want to say that. <laughs> Did you learn anything new? Because Star Wars, I feel like Star Wars is such a big thing in our in our society, in, in this century. So did you learn anything new, or were you, like, a pro of Star Wars? I, um, I'm i definitely not a pro of Star Wars, but he did not release anything that new that I didn't already know. I've actually been there before, so when he invited us for May the 4th, we're like, yes, we're going. We love yes. this once. We're going to love it again. <laughs> so, But he does talk about a lot of Star Wars well, not mainly about the movies, but just the memorabilia and their history and where they're from and a bit of a comedy with them. So it's really good. And you learn more about the items than the movies. Oh, that's cool. So since Rancho Obi-Wan is kind of like, as you said before, a museum, and it's not really, it's not really like, like a place where everyone can go because I heard that you you were one of the 20 people invited there for the event so I'm very happy for you. What is there anything for like little kids because I feel like in every museum I go to there's like this place for little kids like restless little kids <laughs> that you always have to put there for them. So is there anything for like little children to be happy with? You know, I don't think that there's a place with little children and if there are little children you better make sure they're good cuz there's some pretty expensive well yeah. items there and honestly i think little children would just be looking at the items more than trying to run around because if they're star wars fans i don't think they really care that they want to run around yeah i feel like if you if you end up there you want to be there like i want to go here but and then i don't think that you would go if you didn't want to because star wars is such a big thing so I feel like a lot of people would really want to go to this museum. Yeah. And very, very quick, since you said that little kids, like, they didn't have a, like, specific area, do you think that, like, what do you think the age range would be? Because Star Wars, I mean, some people don't like Star Wars, so what do you think the age range would be for this? You know, I would give an age rating of, well, probably 7 to 18, because anybody younger will probably not really understand it or get how important it is mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, it's just a museum. What's so big about yeah. it? And what's big about it is that, one, it's a gigantic Star Wars collection. It was actually named the biggest Star Wars collection in the world by Guinness World Records, so it's pretty big. Wow, that's, that's humongous. <laughs> yeah, it's well, pretty big. 
Yes. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Rancho Obi-Wan. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you. It was a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure. It sounds like a great place, so please check it out, this place, if you can, because it really sounds cool. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopeton. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Peter Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we were talking about the event Rancho Obi-Wan and the films Bobby Cat, Poppy Cat, Happy Birthday, and Other Adventures, Jodorowsky's Dune, and we'll be talking about the films Mom's Night Out and Million Dollar Island. And right now I'm talking with uh, my fabulous co-host, Brianna, and Jeremy on Million Dollar Island. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. And you, Brianna? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Now, I finally got to see his film, and I loved it. So, Jeremy, can you please tell us about the story? Well, it's about a sports... 
scout named JB. He is looking for sports players for his company, and he, when he is watching cricket one night, he comes up with the idea to turn an Indian cricket player into a major league baseball pitcher. Wow. And also, we got to end... And, Brianna, what did you think about the actors in this film? The acting was absolutely positively amazing. I, a, lot of, a lot of the actors in this film, like John Hamm and Suraj Sharma and Madhur Mittal and Pitobash, I love all of them, especially Suraj Sharma and Madhur Mittal, because I've seen Suraj Sharma in Life of Pi and Madhur Mittal on Slumdog Millionaire. And I've watched both films multiple times, well, except for Life of Pi. But I I love them so much. And seeing them in this film together, I was like, whoa, togetherness. <laughs> so, and John Hamm being the main character, I have not seen any of his work until now. And that surprised me. I'm just like, if I had known he was this good, I would have watched all of his stuff before this. <laughs> so I think that it, it's very good, and I loved it. Agreed. I very much enjoyed it, too. And, Jeremy, what do you think of, like, the culture they showed, like India and probably the most foreign, L.A. Well, I like L.A. and India. I really like the Taj Mahal in India. And L.A., I always wanted to go there. So I think it is great. And did you feel like the film portrayed how different these two cultures are? Yes. Care to elaborate? Like, why? Uh, well, Chinese, it's inspirational, and that, no, I don't know. I don't. Okay, and what did you think of, like, there was some kind of little comedy bits in there. Would you think they were funny, Jeremy? Yeah, I think so. It was super funny. I was laughing out loud. I was laughing super hard. It was so funny throughout the whole film. Which scene made you laugh the most? I laughed the most when Ray pointed at Rinku and said, that's why we call him the Flamingo. <laughs> okay, that's funny. And um, Brianna, there is some natural kind of comedy in there, but would you narrow it down as a comedy? Uh, I would not. I would not label okay. it as a comedy. As there were comedy, like bits of comedy in every scene, and they were very funny. But I would do this more as a. Um, I, I all it's obviously uh, based on a true story, mm -hmm. so that's what I would base it around it. And I can't find the word in my brain, so <laughs> I think it's bibliography. Biography. Yeah. It's biography. There you go. <laughs> my mind had to search for a little bit, but. It's mainly a biography, which mm -hmm. I absolutely love because it didn't it didn't happen like fifty five thousand years ago. It nice. happened maybe <laughs> five or six years ago. So I was like, whoa, they're all still alive, and to have that, have them all still be alive when the biography came out, it's like you can search and you can get more information and you can see how accurate it was. So I, to get back to the question, it is not just a comedy; it is a biography. Okay. And quickly, how many stars would you give it? I give it five out of five stars because the acting and India was amazing and everything was just great.
And Jeremy, what would you say the age range? Like, what do you think? How old do you think this film would be? I would think it would be for ages eight and up. This is a movie the whole family can enjoy. Totally agree. I enjoyed it. So thank you, Jeremy and Brianna, for talking about Million Dollar Arm with me. Thanks for letting me talk with you. It's this great film, to talk to my co-host. Great to talk to mine. <laughs> uh, this film is coming out in theaters on Friday, so May 6th, so please check it out. Um, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we're talking about the films Million Dollar Arm, Mom's Side Out, Rancho Obi-Wan, Jurassic's Doom, and Poppycat, Happy Birthday, and Other Adventures. Now, we were just talking about Million Dollar Arm, and right now I'm talking with Brianna and Jerry on Mom's Night Out. So thank you very much, you two. So, Jerry, would you please tell us a little bit about the story of this film? Pretty much the story is about a, a big group of moms that it's just after Mother's Day, and they're all working pretty hard every day, and they decide, you know what? Heck it, let's just have a mom's night out for one <laughs> night. And it kind of turns into a long and painful disaster. Wow. Everything goes downhill just when you think it's going to get good. Well, that's yep. comedy. So, um, Brianna, what did you think about the comedy in this film? The comedy was, it was hilarious. It was truly <laughs> hilarious. I mean... They they didn't name him, but the guy that was behind the desk in the tattoo parlor, and he was very chill, and he's like, "Whoa, I don't, I don't understand," and he's played like Manuel Rise, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I like I love that personality so much because I, I in some like points in my life I wish I was that chill, but I'm too high strung for that." <laughs> but I loved his character because he was so funny, and he's like, "I don't know which way they went, but." They went that way. It just cracked me up. Huh. And speaking of characters, Jay, what would you think about your favorite character in this film? You know, one of my favorite characters, and you may be surprised by this, is um, it's kind of like this bike ganger guy named Bones. Because oh. really, he seems like this big, tough, and mean guy. But really, he's just like a big teddy bear. And <laughs> he's really nice, and he's really sweet, and kind of funny, too. Uh-huh. And he plays an important role in the entire film. So I think he's my favorite character because he's also kind of like, you mess with my friends and I'm going to mess with you. And like protect his friends and stuff. The gentle giant. I love those characters. Yeah. And Brianna, Mother's Day was just a few days ago. So would you feel like this would be a perfect movie for a couple of moms to be like, hey, no kids are in the house. Let's watch a movie. Yes, I I had a fabulous time with my mom. We really had some bonding time, which is always great. And we saw Million, not Million, (laughs) my mind's still on it. Mom's Night Out a few days before, well, not a few days, maybe like a few weeks before Mother's Day. And I was like, whoa, this is great. And it's, it's great because you just know that it kind of gives you a wake-up call like this. Y- your mom can't be replaced. No. After all all the things she does and after all the work she puts into you and after, like, at the end of the day when she's tired and you're tired and everyone else is tired, you can't replace her. And I don't – and I, I feel like you shouldn't want to replace your mom because she's done so much for you. So, 
So everybody listening on the radio show, after this show, please go give your mom a big hug or a kiss. Yes. Make sure to appreciate them because they're great. So, Jerry, what did you think the age range for this film is? You know, honestly, I thought, because some of the humor was a kind of bit adult-like. So mm. I give an age rating of 12 to 18 would be good. Definitely would appreciate it. I also recommend that every mom in the world see this film immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right away. It's urgent. It's important. Yes, it's, it's a priority. More priority than picking your kid up from soccer. Okay, maybe that is a priority, but... That is, actually. Yes. <laughs> And what would you say the age range is, Brianna? Since I am a little bit older than Jerry, if I'm not mistaken, like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really, when I saw it, it wasn't like, oh, I, it's definitely this range to this range because I was really just enjoying it because I was focusing on my mom. But mm. I really think the age range is six to 18 because I do think that some of it was appropriate for younger ages and some of it I feel like was over the head like mm. it like the things that Jerry is talking about they were for older older people I mean I understood it perfectly but mm. it I feel like it wouldn't hurt the younger ones it would just go over their head they wouldn't understand it so yeah, okay. well thank you very much for talking about mom's night out with me I really need to see this film so thank it's you very much Awesome, amazing film. Thank you for interviewing me. Again, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for interviewing me. It was a lot of fun. Always a pleasure. And thank you. speaking of thank yous, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest films and DVD releases and to learn how you, too, can become a Kids First Film Critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check us out on our Kids First blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. Share, comment, make sure to watch these videos. We love your support. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopeton. And thank you for listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. These days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, 
speak with some of the world's top chefs and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions, a weekly radio show hosted by youth entertainment reporters, the Kids First film critics. These kids ages 7 to 16 review all the latest films and DVDs and interview talent on and off the red carpet. Kids First is a program of the 23-year-old Coalition for Quality Children's Media, the country's most valued source for reviews of films made for children by kids themselves. This national nonprofit organization encourages critical viewing by kids so that their media experience enhances rather than detracts from their learning experience. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local competitions taking place nationwide throughout 2014. Go to kidsfirst.org to learn more and to watch our latest reviews. Kids First, where smart kids become smart consumers. <laughs> 